welcome to Dark Matter Uncovered in this special podcast series. Thierry and Adrian explore the breadth of opportunities in the emerging space sector, a new key pillar of the Luxembourg economy. Dark Matter Uncovered is a Lux Unplugged production supported by Hogan Lovells, a global team advising clients on their most complex legal issues on Earth and beyond. Hi, I'm Thierry, and I'm welcoming you to Dark Matter Uncovered, a brand new series on the space industry hosted by Adrian and myself with the kind support of Hogan Lovells. In this special podcast series, we are releasing one episode a month via our regular Lux Unplugged feed, where we hold conversation with space entrepreneurs, legal experts, and academics about this emerging pillar of the Luxembourg economy and beyond. Over the past few years, Luxembourg has become a go-to destination for private space companies, and the Luxembourg government has created many new space initiatives. In our very first episode of this special series, we talk to one of our regular Lux Unplugged guests, Mark Serres, CEO at the Luxembourg Space Agency. Mark talks us through the current state and vision of the Luxembourg space sector and the recent developments on a regional and global scale. Mark briefly touches on the positive impact on the partnership with the University of Luxembourg. Finally, we also ask him what his expectations are of this special series. And now, without further ado, welcome to episode one of Dark Matter Uncovered with Mark Serres, CEO at the Luxembourg Space Agency. Mark, welcome back. Good morning, Adrian. How are you? Very good, thanks. Very good. So last time we spoke, I, mean, I think that was a bit more than a year ago, We you just had signed the Artemis Accords, if I remember well. So the Accords that will establish sort of a collaboration framework between multiple nations around the world to, to go further and beyond and explore the, the space. And I think we'll start with the moon, if, if that's what I remember well. But on this occasion, so we're not talking in the capacity of the Lux Unplugged uh, podcast uh, series, so our flagship pro- program. But as you all know, and as we've announced before, we are launching a special series dedicated to space called Dark Matter Uncovered. So you're our guest of honor, appearing on the first episode of this series. Welcome, welcome to the series then. Mark, I think it's important to highlight that uh, with the new pillar, as we uh, discussed a few times already in the Luxembourg economy with the space sector, the wider public is also interested to hear on a more regular basis on the public institutions, but also the commercial enterprises that work within your sector. And 2021 was indeed a very good year for the space sector in Europe, but especially in Luxembourg, as we discussed a few times. How would you review the year with the headways made throughout, especially after the successful conclusion of the new Space Europe uh, conference? Uh, Thierry, the, the year 2021 was quite a busy year for us. Uh, I think we were uh, in the past used to travel a lot and and 21 was a sort of transition year coming from 2020 where we we hadn't traveled very, very few we had very few travels. Here in 21, we restarted also presential events. 
And that means that it was quite busy from, from that perspective as, as well, or again. Yeah, and adding to, I would say, our normal work, there was also a change uh, within the LSA. Um, in 2018, the Minister of the Economy created the Luxembourg Space Agency. But at that time, we first existed as a department of the Ministry of the Economy. And now, since 2021, in, in, on 1st of October, uh, very precisely, LSA started as an autonomous entity. So the LSA is now a foundation, uh, remains, of course, fully funded by the Ministry of the Economy, but also preparing this transition, creating the, uh, this entity was some sort of additional work that we had to perform as well in 2021. But indeed, 2021 was a super, super year, and we had a few very good events that, that uh, took place. We had a strong pipeline of contacts, even though, you know, the pandemic makes the things difficult. And the result is that we still experience quite an impressive expansion of our, of our ecosystem here in Luxembourg. And uh, we have seen also a few steps in the implementation of our strategy that also materialized. It's not finished. We still have a lot on on the plate for this year and, and the next years. But I can confirm that 2021 was really uh, busy and and there was a lot achieved during that year. I believe last time we spoke, you know, you, you explained a little bit about the Artemis Accord. And while that is a very complex topic, you know, like I just mentioned earlier, 2021 being a successful year, what have you seen in other European countries? And are you working then with the European space agencies together that even 2022 will be even more successful? So I would say in general, space has gained in visibility and, and support. So yes, other countries are very active on space as well. Uh, nevertheless, I would still state that Luxembourg remains unique in that sense because I, I haven't seen other, at least in Europe, other countries that have put space so high on, on the political agenda. Nevertheless, as I said, space uh, is increasing in importance. We see it on the European Union level because there, there is also an increase in activities of the EU in this sector. ESA as well is reinforcing their activities in space. And, and then, of course, the commercial sector we see is developing very quickly as well in Europe. And there have been a lot of initiatives complementing, of course, the ones we have also in Luxembourg. I think we, last time I also explained that we were addressing the capital investment issue in Europe with the creation of a dedicated fund here in Luxembourg. And this has materialized as well. So now the fund raising process has finished in, in summer last year. And this has been also announced at the uh, International Astronomical Congress in Dubai in October. So now our, or this fund, Orbital Ventures, that is located here in Luxembourg, is fully operational and investing in startups that are active in space. This fund has an envelope of 120 million euros now to complete a portfolio of investments. 
of course, this is only one uh, one brick in in a broader process. There are other countries that have also set up funds, and on the European level, initiatives have seen uh, life as well. I would mention one in particular from the European Commission called Cassini, which, in my view, is really something that was missing in Europe, and the European Commission has really taken here uh, the right step uh, to try to fill the gap on European level. So, and, and this will be really a substantial source of funding for the space companies in Europe, being startups and even established companies. And that's something we noticed when we were comparing Europe also to the US, for example, that we were late compared to the US. And I think this is, these are the type of initiatives that will certainly here help also accelerate the development of the sector, I would say, at European level over the next years. Of course, the development of the sector has also to come with some uh, knowledge of the public. So you need to enlighten the public about those initiatives because it's a fairly, I mean, it's a, it's a very, it's a new, new pillar of the economy, especially for Luxembourg. And, and here at this, uh, on the show, we just for this particular series, we endeavoured to to bring more knowledge to to the wider public. But as you said, there's been funds raised. There's, a, there's Luxembourg has been has been promoting that very high on, at the top of its agenda. I believe recently you said that the number of organisations that have set up shop in Luxembourg or have had a presence in Luxembourg, I think have doubled. I think from from something around thirty to seventy now. So with the the funds that you have, is there more room for for more organisations to come to to come over? And and why is why is it that way? Indeed, I think we were somehow astonished ourselves seeing the the growth at, at this pace. <laughs> we are a little bit victim of our sex success, if I can say. But yes, of course, there there, there is still room to do uh, to to grow. I, I think we have a very ambitious uh, target in terms of uh, sector development. We would like to see uh, the space sector in Luxembourg reaching the top five or coming into the top five of the economic sectors in Luxembourg within the next 10 years, so until 2030. That means there is still a lot to do and, and still a lot of companies to develop out of Luxembourg. And so we, we, of course, have a lot of sort of natural pipeline, people contacting us, uh, looking at what we do and how we can cooperate. And, and this sometimes also then finally leads to uh, the setting up of a company, being it uh, something very early or an affiliate company of an, a more mature company that is already established elsewhere. But we also have structural tools today to encourage the creation of new companies. The one is the, the space vertical of the Fit for Start program. Fit for Start program is a program dedicated to the support of startups. It's implemented by Lux Innovation, but of course, we we are also having a role when it comes to the, the dedicated space vertical. And there we can support up to 10 startups every year through this program. The other program that we have is this time dedicated to space resources, the European Space Resources Innovation Center that we announced in 2020 has also progressed very, very well over the last year. And uh, one of the achievements that we have also in that context is the setting up of an incubator and accelerator dedicated to startups in the domain of space resources. 
And there as well, now in November last year, we announced the first call for ideas or, or candidates. And this will now be open uh, until I think uh, now uh, February uh, this year or January, it's maybe already closed. But there as well, the idea is to support in the beginning, I think it's two times five companies, and then that will be down selected to two. But that means as well that we have there a sort of structured program also to support the creation of new activities in Luxembourg. So only through these two programs, we expect something like, you know, uh, a dozen new companies every year. Of course, those are startups. We don't know how far they will be successful if, if these dozen of companies will really remain on the longer term. But, uh, and that's without counting all the other contacts that we make. As you mentioned, we, we organize events like New Space Europe, but we are also present on international fairs. We are now participating systematically to the International Astronomical Congress which is probably the reference event in this sector in the world. We will also be part of it uh, this year in Paris uh, in September. And, and of course, showcasing Luxembourg in this type of events, again, gives us plenty of new contacts and, and, and attracts you know, partners and also entrepreneurs to establish their activities in Luxembourg. So to, to make it short, 70 is already, I think, a super result, but it's certainly not the final figure. And our ambition is to, to get uh, much higher over the next 10 years. And yes, of course, there is still room to do that. It's not only a question of number of companies. At a certain point, we want to have sustainable companies and also companies that uh, reach a certain size. And... Um, you know, we, we always have at least one example of, of success over the, over the years. It's SES. And SES, for example, today is really creating a lot of value for the country and is also occupying, I would say, also through very sustainable activities, uh, something like 400 people in the country. And, they, and SES has also built up uh, very interesting capabilities that are for certain very unique also for the company. And, and this is definitely an example that we want to pursue. So it's not only having a lot of companies, but I think we want to have also uh, really a few very good companies that will be anchor you know, players in Luxembourg on the longer term. And, and maybe at the end, in 10 years, we, we, we will not necessarily have hundreds of companies, but we may have, I don't know, three, four or five really uh, very successful companies of the size of an SES, for example, that will then generate also these this expectations for us in terms of economic uh, value for the, for, for the country, in terms of capabilities that will be developed here, uh, technical competencies and real substance in the country, of course, accompanied with the people that are working on that. And people are crucial. I don't repeat it enough and this is also one of the priorities of the country and the LSA we we need to have the right skills here in the country uh, to support the the development of, of this sector and again to come back on 
on this objective, we have to be careful with the figures that we mention. We want really to have something that is qualitative at the same time as quantitative and, and, and sustainable on the long term. In previous uh, conversations, you highlighted the importance of the academic input in the sector, such as partnerships with Uni.lu. What new developments uh, can you report? Yeah, academia is, is an important element. Uh, as, I, as I said, the development of the right skills in the country is a priority for us. And definitely the university is an important partner for us. And, and we have showed it, for example, through this initiative that we, that we started with them, the Interdisciplinary Space Master, that is becoming each academic year uh, a success. Of course, pandemic or the, the restrictions linked to the sanitary conditions still are, in my view, a little bit hampering uh, the development of this initiative because even though there are a lot of candidates for, for this program, at the end, we still have, I would say, regrettably, a large number who somehow cannot make it to come to Luxembourg to follow this program. And so we are not yet at full speed. But we see a tremendous interest and, and I think also the sector in general and, and there have been also exchanges with uh, international companies on that program. But the university has not only a role in education but also in research. And I think in both domains, we are really trying to support the developments. And on education, it goes really through the whole value chain of education, if I can say. So we start already with initiatives for primary and secondary school, of course, higher education with the university, but then we go also beyond that and offer also opportunities for the young graduates. So the, these young people who just get their diploma and need to have a first experience in the space sector. And, and we do that through um, an agreement with ESA, with the European Space Agency. And so these young graduates have the opportunity to work one year, can be extended to a second year, uh, inside the European Space Agency. And that, that's really a fantastic opportunity. I think NASA is probably better known than ESA, but uh, honestly, ESA has as much merits as NASA. If you see what the Europeans do with the means they have, uh, I think uh, it, it's, it's just fantastic. And so having the opportunity for you know these young graduates to work one year within such an organization is, is just fantastic and and we see there is a strong interest unfortunately we have limited positions to fill there but we see that this is definitely a motivation for the young young people to to enter into this sector so and on the research side so that that, that was more for for the education part um, on the research side, um, of course, we are also supporting a lot our uh, research labs at the university, the, the Security and Trust Multidisciplinary Center, the LIST, the Luxembourg Institute of Science and Technology. So all these entities already have developments and research in space. But what is particular is that we added a new center, if you like, to this landscape, the European Space Resources Innovation Center. I mentioned it already previously uh, through the incubation program. 
But this center is really unique. I would say even unique worldwide. There is no research center or innovation center dedicated to space resources in the world. And in when we were working on our space resources .lu initiative, we very quickly saw that there are a lot of researchers working on it, and and there was no sort of place where we could federate all all this energy. And on the other side, we wanted also to have research done in Luxembourg. And so putting all this together, discussing with ESA, also then at a certain point, uh, having discussions with national research centers, we finally came with this concept of an innovation center that is today hosted by LIST, but with a clear objective to become a European platform hub uh, to support the development and the research and innovation in the space resources domain. And I insist a little bit on the innovation aspect because we don't necessarily want to limit it to pure research. At the end, what we are looking for is also to have this you know, transfer into commercial and operational activities. And so we are looking also uh, that all this research that is done in the center is valorized through uh, real activity. So you see here, yes, academia is very important. We see there a sort of double role in education, but also in research. And, and we continue being very active on that to, to support all these players, very motivated also to bring uh, the space activities forward. You're talking about education, and you're talking about education at all levels uh, available to the public, being from primary school to university to research and so forth. My question to you, Mark, is are there any areas that you think that are underappreciated by the public? Is there anything that you'd like to particularly highlight that deserves more attention than others? It's, it's a good question. In fact, for, for us, it's, it remains a little bit difficult, of course, to, to have a, a a clear perception of the public uh, of what we do or what happens in general in, in the space sector. We are convinced, of course, of, of this inspirational uh, character of the space sector. But at the same time, my feeling, at least that's, that's now a perception I have, is that the public not necessarily realizes how far space is already deeply embedded in, in, in our lives. And of course, when you hear about Elon Musk sending a car into space, somehow this is giving a bad image of, of what is happening in space. And if the public only hears these type of things, of course, it may get some sort of bad opinion of, of space activities. But the reality is very different. People sometimes do not realize that uh, a lot of things today are necessarily or, or, or need absolutely space infrastructures and space services. In meteorology, all, all the forecasts of today, they have, let's say, uh, progressed and become more precise also because we have satellites that support all these modelization, getting uh, measurements and data to support all, all these elements. And of course, weather forecast for us every day is, is maybe not so crucial, but for example, in domains like agriculture or also in crisis management and, and, and things like that, having precise and good forecast 
uh, is really crucial to, to anticipate the future. In, in the domain of localization, I think this is also something that in the meantime, it's, it has become so normal that the people maybe do not realize anymore, but each mobile phone has a receiver that can receive uh, navigation signals, either from the American system GPS, but also now from the European system called Galileo. And, and this is just becoming normal. Uh, n- nobody today would imagine not being able to somehow use its position or these navigation tools to to travel, etc., etc. And, and, and all this is possible thanks to satellites. Another very clear evolution, and, and this is also something that probably is not known enough by the public, is all the Earth observation data that that is available today is contributing through a number, a very large number of applications, being transport, agriculture, insurances, logistics, uh, climate change, environmental monitoring, planning in the cities. I mean, it's so broad in these days, and I'm sure that that the majority of the public is not aware at all how deep today all these technologies, space data and space infrastructure are somewhere appearing in something, in a service, in an action they also uh, are doing. So I think the question on are there elements of space that merit more attention, uh, I would say yes, of course, because maybe today also the communication about space is somehow a little bit distorted by certain people who do funny things. and But at the end, uh, the most... Well, the largest contribution to our society from space is extremely useful and crucial. And, and this is definitely something that probably people do not realize completely. In the interest of time, as we're coming close to the end of, of our conversation, I, I had a final, maybe it's, I'll embed two questions into one, if you don't mind. So we're recording at this episode at the time. It's just with, I mean, we're in February now, so it's just early in the year. So there's still a, a long time ahead of us but to, to complete. This, this current year. So is there one particular event that you're looking forward to in 2022? And, and, and the second thing is, this for this particular series that we're launching, what is what will be something that you hope people would get out of at the, at the conclusion of it? Well, maybe on your first question, of course, 2022 uh, will be a very busy year. But if I have to pick one, one element out of it is the work that we are going to do this year on our strategy. So at the end, in November this year, the European Space Agency will have a ministerial council. It means that's an event where ministers of the member state of the European Space Agency come together to decide about the continuation of existing programs, but also the start of new programs, and also the whole financing that goes with it. And that's the opportunity for us to look into our strategy. You know, on national level, we have the so-called National Action Plan that is summarizing the policy and also giving somehow the the main strategic lines of development for the next four or five years. And, And this will be a huge work for us this year to look into what has worked well, less the, the things that we can improve, maybe the new initiatives that we may take for the future, and also in the context of, of this ministerial council, do all this work of you know assessing what which 
programs will be beneficial for Luxembourg in the future, which, which is the level of funding we have to foresee. So this is a huge amount of work that is on the table for this year and will lead to um, a new version of the national strategy somewhere in end of October, beginning of November. So this is just to pick one. Your second question, what would be my expectation with regard to your initiative? I think we are very happy to contribute to all the people who try to, to speak about space also in a way that is not our way, I would say, as agency that is very often very business-driven and, and technically oriented. But, but I think trying to explain more and, and explain what happens in this domain, what what are the, the interesting contributions, being it from Luxembourg or others or from, from companies in, in that domain, I think it's very important. And all small initiative is welcome. And I think what you do here through this series, trying to bring space closer to the people, I think this is, this is very valuable. And if you somehow can, can bring the knowledge and awareness of your your listeners a step further, I think that will, that will be a, a great achievement. We appreciate your support, of course, and hopefully we can bring you back another time to speak again. This series will be released on a monthly basis with different players within the space sector. So thank you very much for taking your time and uh, hopefully we speak again soon. Thank you very much for having given me the opportunity and of course I'm I'm always available to, to support your initiative. Thank you. That was Dark Matter Uncovered, your special series dedicated to the Luxembourg space industry and beyond. Subscribe to our Lux Unplugged podcast feed to continue receiving future episodes either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Spotify.